You have my word. You've heard that phrase. You've spoken that phrase. And yet when we hear today, we very quickly can become skeptical. Because we live in a day where, uh, unfortunately, people's words are, you know, basically unable to be trusted. We live in a day of um, being filled with broken promises, broken vows, empty vows, pledges that are easily forgotten or, if nothing more, just ignored. You have my word often leads us to being skeptical and doubtful about what that one has said. Words can, however, be spoken with great fanfare. I'll love you always. You're my BFFL, my best friend for life. Till death do us part. I'll always be here for you. You can count on me. All gate phrases, and you know, those at times have probably brought us great encouragement, but in truth, we often find ourselves hearing these words and being skeptical because words can be like leaves in the October winds. They shift and move with no notice. That is why we are a bit hesitant when someone says, you have my word. Well, this Advent, we're going to be working our way through uh, the Gospel of John, the first chapter, those 18 verses that were just read for us today. And here we find God's biggest promise in John's introduction to his Gospel, you have my word. In the beginning was the word. Or John 1.14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. My friends, if John's gospel is about anything, it is about the Word. God's Word, God's Word, who is Jesus Christ Himself. And so as we gather here today, we can know that we have God's Word. And we can trust it. In uh, this section of John, we're going to be looking at this over these four weeks, and there are basically four areas that we're going to be looking at, that Jesus himself is the Word made flesh, Jesus is the life, Jesus is the light, and Jesus is the Son of God. Now, why does all this matter? What's this mean? It means that because of Jesus, we can hear, we can experience, we can see, and we can know God. So now today's focus is on the Word. How God makes Himself audible, able to be heard. The Word itself is connected to creation. In the beginning was the Word. That phrase there from John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning it takes us back to, well, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And John 1 through 5 further connects the word Jesus with Genesis 1 using the words life, light, and darkness. 
It's almost like bookends. But we see this wonderful connection. For instance, in Genesis 1-3, God says, let there be light, and there was light. Your words can't do that. My words can't do that. But God's word can, and God's word does. God's word is connected to creation. In fact, God's word created creation. Consider more verses that reveal the power of God's Word. Joshua 21, verse 45, Not one word of all the promises that the Lord made has failed. Isaiah 40, verse 8, Grass withers, the flower fades, but the Word of our God stands forever. Isaiah 55, 11, My Word will not return to me void. Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp to my feet, a lamp, a light unto my path. Or how about in Paul's writing to the church of Corinth, all God's promises, his word, are yes in Jesus Christ. Here's the point. The most powerful force in the world, world is God's word. God's Word called everything into being. God's Word called Abraham to follow him. God's Word called Moses from a burning bush. God's Word gave manna and quail to the people in the wilderness and thundered from Sinai. God's Word spoke to Elijah in a still, small voice. God's Word made dry bones come to life. God's Word the most powerful force of all in all creation. And we have God's Word. John chapter 1, 1 says, The Word was God. God's powerful, creating Word is more than just an utterance or an idea or a noise. God's Word is God. The Word is Jesus. Jesus isn't just a, a junior partner. Jesus isn't some you know, vice president of the universe. Jesus is 100% fully God. Note that Jesus was even fully present at creation when we read, let us create man in our own image. He was there from the beginning. In Exodus chapter 3, God tells Moses, I am who I am. To prove that Jesus is this same God, this one true God, we have John record seven I am statements of the Savior. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. The very name by which God gave Moses to reveal to the people, if they say, who, are, who sent you? Say, I am. And Jesus himself uses that to identify himself as the one true God. I am. The Word is connected to God. Yes, the Word is God. The Word is connected also to us. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. 
This word is connected to creation. Let there be light, and there was light. This word is connected to God. And now in his great love, this word connects himself to us. How does he do it? As light. Light shining in to the darkness of our lives. An alarm clock is not uh, the kind of gift that you would think an adolescent boy might want or happily receive, but it was the gift I was given. I'm not sure whether I was maybe 10 or 11 years old, but you know, I got this beige, kind of rectangular-shaped uh, clock radio, AM radio, and I took it to my room and I plugged it in and I put it on my nightstand. Now this thing, it could wake the dead. You know, there was, there was no volume. It was just one irritating sound. And by the way, unlike most, you know, alarm clocks or like many of us, we might use our phones, there's no snooze. So you would just keep pounding it until it shut up. But I actually grew kind of fond of that alarm clock. One, it was the first radio of my own that I had in my room so I could play and listen as best I could on AM to what I wanted to listen to. But it also had illuminated or glow-in-the-dark numbers and hands. I ended up taking that alarm clock with me to Concordia College, Austin. And one of the reasons was just that, not the radio. I had a stereo by that time. It was for the glow-in-the-dark light that shined in the dark. You and I, dear friends, we know what darkness is like. We know about dark rooms. We know about loneliness. We know about depression. We know about shame. We know about guilt. We know about emptiness. We know about anger. We know about cancer. We know about death. Sooner or later, darkness comes and sneaks into our room. And then just when we don't expect him, the prince of darkness, Satan, shows up pointing a judging finger at us saying, where is your God now in your fear? Or that judging finger pointing at us, reminding us of all of our failures. But when you're in the dark, you have the light. You have his word. John 1.5, the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. I really was not um, very good at grammar in school. Um, I seemingly um, despised. My wife Martha doesn't like me using the word hate, so how about despised? Remember how you had to diagram sentences? Did not like it. But it's interesting, the older I get, and reading through Scripture and taking time to ponder it further, you often find tremendous insights as to what God is trying to teach us, remind us, or assure us of. Such as with this word, the light shines in the darkness. It's present tense. John doesn't write, 
the light shone as in the past, or the light will shine as in the future. No, John writes, the light shines in the darkness. In your darkness, in the darkest hours of life, this light shines. And the darkness has not overcome it. And by these words, John prepares us for Good Friday. Talk about a dark day. Nails, blood, sweat, tears, darkness. Three hours of darkness and then death. Three days later, the light shines. Present tense, it shines. It shined then, it continues to shine now. The darkness will never overcome Jesus. The darkness will never overcome you. And why is that? Because we have God's Word. John 14, 2, In my Father's house are many rooms. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. John 14, 27, My peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. John 16, 33, In this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. We have God's Word. As I was uh, reading through and just wrestling with this uh, a bit since uh, Monday in particular, this is what it seemed to be revealing to me. Dig into His Word. Get into His Word. Listen to God's Word. Listen and stand on God's Word. When fears arise, say, but God said. When you begin to doubt, say, but God said. When you are tempted, say, but God said. When doubts arise, but God said. When guilt or life overwhelm you, say, but God said. Search his word like you are searching for a great treasure, treasure and grab hold of it and cling to it. Trust it. Dr. Dale Meyer tells a, a story about uh, on his way home from one of his um, trips, uh, speaking engagement, he says uh, his flight was delayed and as they were running uh, down the taxi um, way there at the airport at O'Hare, he says, we were sitting there and it was already time for our plane to leave for my next leg. And he said, I began to think to myself, well, I guess I better call my wife and figure out what I'm going to do. But he said, then the captain came over the intercom on the plane and said, this is the captain. I know many of you have a uh, Flights uh, that uh, are scheduled to be leaving at this time, do not worry. They are holding the planes for you. Dr. Meyer said that at that point, he said, I didn't call my wife Lisa. He said, I just totally put aside any other plan. I trusted the captain's word. He said, when I got off, everybody was scurrying, still running, thinking, I've got to get there, I've got to catch my flight. But he said, 
I've trusted his word. I walked through O'Hare and I made my flight. He trusted God's word. God has given you and me his word. It's a word that is connected to creation. It is a word that is connected to God himself. Also that he can be forever connected to you and to me. Connected to us as the light that shines in our darkness. So maybe this is an opportunity for us just to catch our breath to slow down and to trust that the light shines in our darkness. Slow down. You need not panic. God says, you have my word. And what an incredible word it is. His name, Jesus. Amen.